Oh, let's go. It's a travel day for me. Uh, In fact, y'all are going to travel with me for a while, for about a minute here, as we welcome you into the Plank Show. Now, typically on Tuesdays, good morning, Josh. Good morning to you, my friend. Typically on Tuesdays, KJ Kindler isn't with us, but yesterday they were traveling back from Baton Rouge and the head gymnastics coach, head women's gymnastics coach at Oklahoma, KJ Kindler, joins us to start a witness day. Uh, Congratulations, coach. Glad you guys made it back safely. What a performance in hostile territory. Thank you. Yeah, it was something I'd um, I'd only experienced maybe a couple times in my life. So uh, it was a crazy, crazy crowd and uh, really close to you. So I think that that made it have a lot more impact. Yeah. Okay. So so many questions. Number one, what what kind of I guess maybe emboldened the decision to do this on a Monday, right? It's challenging schedule wise, right? Already this year, but. Was it, you know, the idea that Monday was a day off school in, in honor of, of Martin Luther King Jr.? What what kind of led to, hey, let's do this on a Monday instead of on a Sunday, or was it all TV? Um, no, actually, it was uh, Jay Clark, the head coach at LSU's idea to have the meet in the middle of the day, a day off for all school children, and, um, you know, obviously celebrating Martin Luther King Jr., so yes, it was it was definitely planned this way, and TV jumped on board. Beautiful. Uh, number two, were you able in your in your mind and the way you try to prepare for crowds and crowd noise and things of that nature, was it able to match what appeared to be a pretty raucous environment out there on Monday? Um, I I don't know that we could replicate <laughs> what we went through. <laughs> so, and especially our freshmen, who this is their second meet of their career, right? And uh, in Vegas, uh, though we had podium and other challenges, we did not have the crowd that existed here. So I do think it was really great for them. They, they definitely had a few bumps in the road in their performances, but learning how to handle it early on I think will be a benefit down the road. And then I guess a third for you, and again, I, I just watched – it, it seemed awesome. I'm sure you can attest from being in there. It was. How does KJ Kindler, who's a competitor at heart, who who loves and lives and prepares for these moments, how do you keep yourself from getting too hyped up and too fired up in moments like that? <laughs> Honestly, I think that I have to stay calm. I mean, obviously, they look to me um, to see how I'm responding to things, and I I kind of try to keep keep a good balance of good calmness in those situations. <laughs> but it was definitely rocking, like you said. And, uh, you know, that's never more apparent than when you go to balance beam. And so <laughs> we, were, um, we were handling a lot of really crazy, loud fans. Certainly the student section at the end of the balance beam was, was super helpful also. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were, just, we were just steady as it goes. We, we weren't spectacular, um, but but we were steady and and steady won the race that night. Yeah, it's a great way to look at it. Well, there's those were my uh, just from kind of a an, an outside and kind of watching some of the non-event things because I, I I don't know. I feel like sometimes whenever I watch those things, if I was a student at a school that was was going on the road and winning in an environment like that, I would say, how can I do that here? What can I do to make it more like this? In at my school, in, in this case Norman, than it 
make it bigger than it was in Baton Rouge. I mean, I, I feel that's kind of our, our, our charge right now to those who watch, right? You saw that. You saw that in Baton Rouge, and you're going to see it all across the country. What does it take to get to that next level? And I hope people kind of look at that and take it as a bit of a personal challenge, right? Yeah, uh, you mentioned the competitor in me, and a lot of a lot of the meat. I was thinking, how can how can we create this at home? You know, why haven't we created this at home? You know, what can we do better to get people to come out and check out this amazing team? Um, we certainly uh, have a great record, right? <laughs> right. Some good accolades behind our team. We've we've definitely um, positioned ourselves to have that crowd. You know, now we just have to convince people that that it's an incredible show and you can't miss it. Baton Rouge had over 12,000 fans there, and they weren't back in school yet. So these are these are fans from the community, some students that had returned and were starting school the next day. But um, this is an environment we have to create. We're going into the SEC, and this is normal. This is not unusual to have a crowd like that. Kentucky had a crowd over 9,000. Florida had a crowd over 9,000. Like, this is normal, and we are – we need to step it up big time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're listening to K.J. Kindler laying it down here on the Plank Show and our OU Coaches Landers interviews right here on The Ref. Now, uh, as far as individuals, Kayla Vassar had a week, and she was named the Big 12 Event Specialist of the Week. And, you know, this is someone that we, we, we've talked about a lot in the preseason, especially now that I finally learned how to pronounce her name. But – I mean, that is that is quite a number on the vault, 9.925. Take us through how that kind of vaulted everyone forward on Monday night. Yeah, Kat, Kat's only done vault in the first two meets, and she really is an all-around competitor. But we've, we've held her out because um, we need her to be healthy at the end of the year, and, and she's managing some things. But her vault is high, dynamic. Um, she certainly did an impeccable vault that night. So, and they had some great vaulters on LSU. So, to win the vault is no uh, no easy task. And uh, she's been great for us. But we should be seeing her on bars and beam just around the corner here. Yeah. And speaking of just opportunities for youngsters, like you were earlier, you were kidding when you were telling us about Faith Torres. I feel like I can take that question and place it in every single one of our interviews. She was named the Newcomer of the Week, and, I mean, she is just – she's a ball of energy, and she's good. I can't think of any other more professional way to put it, Coach, except she's really good. She is really good. She still has a lot of growing to do, but her natural talent – I mean, she is quick, um, dynamic. She handled that pressure pretty darn good at LSU. She vaulted. Um, she didn't vault the first week, and she vaulted at LSU, and she was the only Sooner to stick her vault. So <laughs> I would say that that's pretty darn good. And handled Beam really well in that crazy environment. Beam is definitely her forte. She does the most difficult skills on our team on balance beam. Um, is really amazing to watch and does the most difficult dismount in collegiate gymnastics off beam. So that's definitely special. We're hanging out with K.J. Kindler. All right, uh, a couple of other things. You know, I feel like another one of those questions we try to get into every single week. We're a handful of meets in. We're getting ready for a big home meet this weekend, this Sunday night, uh, against Utah, and we want to pack the place. Where have, where have you seen this team maybe excel a little bit earlier than, than where you thought it might be a gradual process? Or has there been anything that's kind of fit that mold? 
You know, last year we had a, a bit of a slower start. I was kind of, you know, doing some analyzing over the weekend. And, and looking at last year, it seems to me like we're quite a bit ahead of where we were at that point. So that's really positive for us. Um, I think that we need to get better on bars. It's one of our best events, and we've just been um, missing some landings. Sticking is definitely something. We're not going to be able to meet, win this meet this weekend unless our landings really improve. We, we stuck, you know, for me, I'm always looking at percentages, and, and we stuck two out of six bar dismounts and only one out of six beam dismounts. So we need to really get up into the four, four out of six number on those and then you need to stick two three vaults um vault is the most difficult event to stick so when you see a stick on vault it's a big time it's hard to do especially with the difficult uh vaults we're doing we have six ten o vaults and very few programs do have six ten o vaults so those vaults are tough to stick so that's really where we need to make some improvements we'll be well over 198 uh just by you know, bumping up those sticks, not even being perfect, but just improving on them. Um, boy, it's just, I, I was just looking over the score sheet while you were talking, and I'm sorry, but that number still just stands out. 12,065. 12,065. Now, Coach, one final thought on attendance for this weekend. We're going to be out there on Friday afternoon, uh, I believe Friday or Thursday afternoon, to, to kind of help spread the word. We need a great crowd. I mean, period. This is an opportunity. I've got my daughters are all in. We're going on Sunday night. Uh, it's a great family event where you need things that and, – and I think you agree. I'm not minimizing it, Coach, but when you need things that fit into a time window, women's gymnastics fits into a time window for you. Right? You're, you're in and out, and, but you're entertained for that hour, and it's well worth the, the price of admission, and that price of admission won't tax your, your bottom line. Just you, you've hit it on the head. I can't magnify it and talk about it enough. It's an awesome, awesome event for the family. It's a great family event. It's on Sunday evening when, you know, everybody has a little bit of time on their hands. I think, you know, our goal is to get well over 10,000. And I know that's a high number. We may think it's a high number, but we brought in over 10,000 for our UCLA rematch. Utah finished third in the country last year. They're ranked number five right now, but they are an elite program. We need the advantage quite frankly, as our team, you know, takes on this incredible team in Utah. There are Olympians on Utah's team. Um, Beam is their best event, which any team is dangerous when Beam is your best event. And so we need that support from our crowd. And I hope everybody will just tell their friends, grab, grab a neighbor, do whatever you can to fill up the LNC this Sunday. You're the best. KJ, uh, travel. Oh, you travel back safe. What am I talking about? Have a great media day today. I know you got TV <laughs> coming you. up. We're pumped to talk with you uh, and can't wait to get you back in there next Tuesday. Okay. Thanks, Chris. See you, coach. KJ Kindler. KJ Kindler. Yeah, they were at the airport apparently yesterday trying to get home, was what my understanding was. How was your night last night? It was great. It was great. Uh, by the way, just real quick. This OU Coaches interview is Ooh. brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Fancy. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. It was great. Had uh, a couple of basketball games. <laughs> Who'd you have last night? Norman North and Edmund Memorial. I, I owe an open apology to my uh, friends, Laura. I believe it's the 
Totes, Totses? I was supposed to go last night to the Washington girls and boys basketball game. And I, Josh Helmer, I, I was told that I ain't going anywhere since I'm going to be gone tonight. <laughs> so that was kind of how it was. But no, I'm, I'm somewhat kidding. We had a lot of things. We had just got home on, on Monday night. And so we ended up missing that. So I, I missed the Washington, uh, I almost said Poto, the Washington Purcell rivalry. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get in our hoops, uh, Mattis. Because, well, then two things happened. Number one, this scary story that's coming out of Millwood. Uh, f- from last night, I I was watching. They had the the stream, the video that was up, and it's just, I mean, you, somebody got video of it. Well, not of the actual like shooting, but you have here. I'll send it to you right now. You had a couple of guys that were doing a broadcast in the Midwood. Uh, oh, and I said, I said, Mill. Well, it, did I Millwood? Dell City game, and it was in Dell City. So when I said the Millwood incident, I apologize. Not to frame it like it was at Millwood. It's just Dell City wasn't coming to my mind. And so here, I'll send it to you right now. These dudes were on the air, and they were uh, calling the, the broadcast where I assume whatever is the the ref version for, for Dell City. Right. And as they're they're doing their post game, suddenly shots start ringing. Wow. And so I I don't even know how you would react or what you would do. Yeah, but yank the equipment off and run, run for your life. Yeah, run somewhere safe is. I, I will say these dudes. It, I'm I'm just here to tell you it's the one of the most frightening things I've ever watched in my life. You know, and, and somebody, oh, you're being dramatic, but no, you hear gunshots going off. You don't know where it is. You've got kids running around behind you. You're surveying the area, dude. It was scary as hell. And then finally, you reach a point to where it's like, we got to get out of here, bro. We got to go. So, well, I apologize for you know I guess not being up to total speed on this. I I heard about this story. Oh, I don't give don't don't apologize. I'm not up to speed on it either. I, I heard about this story last night when I got home, and then you know taped the podcast and, and turn around this morning. But uh, gosh, that's just it's not sports are not supposed to be this serious, and you know not being a parent myself, probably I don't fully understand this element of it, but moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, it's not supposed to be that serious. No, it's not. The uh, principal at Dell City announced last night that let me, well, I'm, I'm, let me just read this whole thing so we can all be on the same page. There's no update that I have as of this morning, but there were shots fired. The school confirmed the shooting and said Dell City police were investigating the event. Police said there is one victim who was taken to the hospital by private vehicle, but it's unclear if they were shot. Dell City Principal uh, Gilliland sent the following statement, quote, after the completion of the boys' basketball game against Millwood High School, a fight occurred and gunshot, uh, gunshots were fired inside the field house. The Dell City Police Department is on site and investigating the incident. Quote, we have made the decision to shift to virtual learning. The uh, the video that I shared with you is the one that also is making the rounds. I think on the book of faces as well too. So I wanted to make sure that you know we just gave our thoughts and just well wishes and prayers to those in the Dell City and Millwood communities because that is frightening, dude. Fr- yes, yes. What are we doing? What are we doing? So 
I don't really know any other easy way to segue than to take a break. But it was a good night beyond that. <laughs> I got to watch Kansas, Kansas State, which we'll get into coming up next. Big win for the Cats. What a finish for the Wildcats. And then my man Jerome Tang is not backing down. No. He is not <laughs> backing down. Students, you are on his list. Um, you get one night, one court storm. That's now it. we expect it. We'll get into it uh, all next right here on The Ref. Dude, there's a couple concerning developments, right? We've been talking about the unfortunate incident in the Dell City Millwood game. Shots fired inside the gymnasium. We don't – there was, at least from what I found, and I know you guys are more news houndy than I am, uh, a report of one person that was shot but was taken to a, a hospital in a private vehicle. So investigators are still investigating. So we'll keep an eye on that. But, dude, there is a story out of Ohio involving Anthony Grant's postgame last night and who it was directed at that does so much damage to the future of, of – for cities – cities, states like ours that don't – is there a party going on in the hall right now? What's going on? There's um, always a party, my friend. There's a party here. But – So much damage. For states that don't have legalized sports gambling yet. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to get to that story. It's in Ohio. It involves uh, Dayton wins a game. And guys are getting threats from gamblers because they didn't cover the spread. Or they didn't oh, hit really? Yeah. So it's it's not good. And it's not like good ammunition to uh, right, keep it away. You're, you, you guys are idiots. Okay? You're doing so much damage. And it might just be like one or two no-name, no-face people on Twitter. Yeah, that bet like $15. But that's all it <laughs> takes, man. In a precarious <laughs> fight right now. I mean, my goodness. How dare you cost me my $25 You cost bet. me my $15 parlay, you punk. Make your free throws. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But speaking of legalized sports gambling, this, this weekend, this past weekend, uh, I went home. I think we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show with the, the holiday weekend. And on Saturday and Sunday, I was able to watch football with my family. But you know what added element most of them have to watching the game? They're gambling on everything. And because sports wagering is legal in Illinois. And it's not, I'll be honest, Josh, it's not what I thought. Now, I didn't. I don't know if I can or not. And when I brought it up to my wife, it was immediately shot down. I'm like, hey, you know, I feel pretty good about these, uh, feel pretty good about these Dolphins covering against the Bills. She's like, yeah, no babe anyway um would have covered my i guess so he's married to my niece so that would make him like nothing to me right i mean is there a proper is is he my an individual that's married to your niece right i I don't know if everyone gets mad at me whenever i screw up niece or nephew which is as simple as it comes but like 14th cousin or something. something like that right but he's married to my my daughter my wife's daughter so if there's a proper name for that there you go but he literally, he would sit there, and he would start the day, and he's like, I'm going to put these six teams in a $15 parlay. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, what do you make on that? And it'd be like, I don't know, like 500 bucks or something. Right. Which is a pretty good investment. And he would lose. <laughs> and he would lose, always <laughs> missing on one. But what I found fascinating is, I think those who are proponents, no, opponents of it, and maybe I was in a very unique situation. It's not like their life savings were based on it. It was like a fun little my 
And in fact, my niece was involved with it. She was, she was, she's like, okay, I'm going to put a dollar on this person to score a touchdown. And if they did, she'd make like five or six bucks. But the idea, this blew me away because again, I know I'm late to the party, but it was just a little bit of an eye opener. Like literally, Josh, there isn't anything in an NFL game that you can't bet on. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. First uh, first to catch the football, first to run the football. First to score. First completion, first incompletion. First, first, first down. And all these things that we used to joke about during the Super Bowl are happening. Every game. Ev- 16 times every Sunday and a lot of times on Saturday. Now, yep. it's not quite as in-depth in college because they just don't have the 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 – I wouldn't say the want, but the, the in-depth knowledge because you could probably get taken advantage of pretty quickly if you don't have someone who pays attention to Colorado Buffalo football, right, and has an over-under of eight catches. Basically, they don't have the manpower Boom. to uh, you know, attach uh, stats to it. Or Nephew-in-law. Is that the word sooner? Put lines True on it. sooner? I don't know. It works for me. But I I don't know. It, it, it kind of it showed me just what how concerning this could be, but in the same vein – I mean, I was vicariously living through them, Josh. I, um, my brother-in-law just signed up for an account for the fun of it, and they give you like 200 bucks. And he goes, who do you think will score a touchdown first for the Bengals? And I was like, I don't know. Probably I'd go with like Mixon or Pirine, right? And literally when they get down, when they get down to that goal line area, it's kind of run the ball. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Run the football. Or – or there's no way his butt hit on the goal line. That's a touchdown. Give Justin Jeff, you know, all these little things. So when I saw this story out of Dayton this morning, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit where I was like, yeah, I could see. That's the underbelly. I could see this could be a problem. What'd you think last night? Uh, what'd you take away from the big game last night as we roll on here on a Wednesday edition of the Plank Show? I just thoroughly am in love with Kansas State. I just love Jerome Tang. They're uh I think they're going to be a team that does a lot of damage this year, still trying to figure out what happened last Saturday in their loss to TCU. But that is a that is a team now, Josh. They're fun to watch. And Jerome Tang is not stepping back or letting down on his we're not going to be an FKU kind of a school. Right. Yeah, he's – and we're not going to storm the court going forward, I think right. was, was kind of his – Big push afterwards as he's standing on on the table. Hey, enjoy this. I told you you get one, which good luck with that, Coach. We'll yeah, see good luck. We'll see. But, uh, I mean, he's he's got an expectation. And the, the comment that I saw made from a lot of Kansas State fans on the old social media sphere last night, he expects greatness. He expects greatness from his players, and he expects greatness from the fan base itself, right? In the decorum with which they approach the rivalry – and with how they react to a win in the rivalry. And, you know, the thing for him, he came in with this reputation from Baylor as one of the nation's top recruiters, one of the best, right, closer. Well, this expedites a lot of what he's already done a really good job of in Manhattan. So that's a long route to get to this point. I think they've got staying power plank. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think we're going to be talking about Kansas State basketball for a long, long time, as long as the Texas or you name it can't pry him away from the little apple. I think this one's different than, you know, the Bill Walker upset and Michael Beasley upset we saw many moons ago with Bob Huggins and company to where it was, okay, wow, finally they ended that streak versus Kansas. I think you're you're about to see that this Sunflower Showdown is it's it's going to morph into 
one of college basketball's best rivalries. And I, I like I like the way you presented that. Now, in fact, I loved it. I don't even need to add anything to it. This isn't a situation where it's like, oh, look at Kansas State. That's cute. They pull an upset over Kansas. Oh, look, they might make a run in the tournament because the one seed got beat in their bracket and they can end up as a nine. No, this is, damn, they're, they're starting to get it together. We're here. <laughs> they're here. All right, so reactions to last night, 405-651-3439. A preview of the Bedlam series coming up. We got Porter Moser from earlier today. Uh, and Porter, by the way, touched on something that doesn't get talked about too terribly much with the move to the SEC, right? Most of the conversations on the move to the SEC are centered around what? Football, and will OU and OSU play each other anymore? Well, Toby asked about basketball, and I loved Porter's answer. We'll get to it coming up right here on The Ref. Bedlam tonight. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We'll hear from Porter Moser coming up here in a bit. I, I wanted to play the post game real quick. I think the audio is okay. I, I it's it's from a distance. It's like someone on a camera phone when Jerome Tang stood on the uh, scores table. Yes, and addressed the crowd. There we go. Wait for Jerome. It. Jerome. Not about who we just beat. This is about us winning. Not about who we just beat. About us winning. By the way, for the visual, he's standing on the scorer's table. He's got the mic. Crowd is crazy on the court. Players are climbing up around him. It's 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 quite the visual of purpose. It is amazing. It is amazing what you can accomplish when you do it out of a motive of love and joy and passion. Now, I told y'all, we get you one court scoring from here on out. Told y'all we'll give you one court storming from here on out. Expect to win. Yeah, it's great. This has elicited a few responses on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which is always the major driving force here on the ref. Uh, You can also jump in if you'd like to on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Uh, Or the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-9000. 3439. That's 405 651 3439. Now, the very first text message in, whenever we brought up, hey, Jerome Tang, and kind of the, the, the post game was, was this from Chapstick, who writes, Jerome Tang is a killjoy. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. You want rowdy fans, that means they are entertained. You know, there was a pretty pronounced sentiment out there from Kansas State fans out of coming out of the press conference the other day to where it was, dude, who are you to show up and tell us how to react to Kansas? Right. Now, when you flip around and win that game, okay, now people start listening a little bit, right? Because he's been pretty vocal about, hey, where's where are the fans at? We need more fans. And obviously this week it was, Hey, we need to behave a certain way versus Kansas. This is not about Kansas. This is about us. And when you constantly, you know this game, when you constantly tell the fans, do this, do this, do this, no, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, okay, that's you can play that game, but you better win. Well, right. mission accomplished. Right, exactly. Go and beat, exactly. Your, go and beat your arch rival, and all of a sudden, all of those requests that you've made, 
Okay, now people start listening. So I, I, I don't know how I ended up in this conversation, but I ended up in a group of a couple of people explaining the Wabash Cannonball and why it was a problem, <laughs> yeah. right? And it was the the FKU part of it. And, and Josh, I'm I'm explaining it right. That's what Kansas State isn't happy about is the FKU. Correct. Right. Okay. They'll they'll. Play Sandstorm and... That's not the Wabash Cannibal. I'm sorry, the Sandstorm thing. That's right. Sorry, go ahead. Well, just that. They'll play They'll play that Sandstorm song, and all of those students, they know, bleep KU, bleep KU. Right, so the it was about three or four people, and then there was, a, there was kind of a bystander whenever I was explaining this, and the wife was horrified. She was like, wait. They yell that as a student section at a game. I'm like, yes, uh, sports. So then I had to then I had to go and I had to play it for her. And she's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you're there with the kid and your your son or your daughter or whatever, I mean, if you brought your dog and he could talk to you, whatever, it's like that's a conversation that you're gonna have to have with them after that game, and, right? And that's the fear is families coming to the game and then they don't want to come back, right? The other side of it were a couple of people that were just – one of them was single. and like Awesome. Like, what are you guys <laughs> right. complaining about? I, I, what's wrong with this? And, and I'm like, well, I hear you, bro. I'm with you. At one time <laughs> in my life. But – Indeed. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see both sides of it. It, it, makes for, it makes for a good environment. Sure. But it is – it's – not a welcoming environment to others, right? I, is probably the right. I, way I think to put you it. put it best, right? It's when you want to create these. You always talk about OU's Disney experience. That's right. That's not a Disney experience. No, no, no. and and maybe to some, it it is right. right? Like you and I were like, right. oh, no, it's, cool. it's awesome, right? And, and it's an incredible double edged sword because you want a family environment. Right, I want a place where I take my kids and and I know that they're going to have a, f- a fun time, that it's not going to get where I have to do a lot of – well, how about it, it's not where I don't want to take them back again. You hit it on the head. But you also want the craziness of a college student section that's going to make like hell on the opponents, say a few things, and might be a little bit unsavory. Savory. So it's re- you're, you're torn. And I – and you don't want to tell students, hey, we don't want you here. Right, exactly. Oh, because, I mean, look at what we're trying to do here in Norman. We're, we're, we're trying to find a way to motivate students to be more like that. So then what happens when you – you ever, you ever start spinning on ice whenever you're driving your car and you start to overcorrect one way and then all of a sudden you're spinning back the other way and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Like you, you don't want to necessarily overcorrect to where it's like get all and all of a sudden the students are the rather throwing us all over the place and kids are running for cover. I I, I don't think that's ever going to be the case, but it's tough when you create. I mean, Oklahoma would I don't want to say kill, but they would love to have an environment like that come Saturday, right? No doubt, craziness. I don't care, but whenever it starts becoming, we're dropping bombs and it's. I, did you? See, I've got the video well, and, from you for last night, and it's larger it's than tough. that. It's larger than that too, right? Because remember, we had the court storming where a player was was shoved. So I mean, there's been some problems at Kansas State. By the way, speaking of of Kansas State, I, I think it's time to retire the rope 
security. I don't necessarily know if it does its job. <laughs> I've and, and I'll tell you what, we were the Royal We, the Oklahoma Sooners, were a part of let's think here. Court storm I'm just thinking over the last year. We had the court storm field stormed in Waco. We had the field stormed this year in where were we? Fort Worth. They stormed the field in Fort Worth. They stormed the field after the Cotton Bowl. And I've I'm there where security is. Oh, they they tried to storm the field in West Virginia. There was like eight people there. But Tech they did. Tech, by the way, had the best thing going. You know what Tech has, don't you? What's that? They just put a damn fence up behind the the <laughs> Behind the bench. That's so probably the most there is There is an area to where once the game is over, you're pretty protected getting to the locker room. Like, they're not going to be able to get down in that area. If if you want to find trouble as a player or a coach, you can find it, but you can just get right off the field. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's tough, man. It's a dangerous spot. Did we take our bottom of the hour break yet? Uh, we need to take our 45 break. <sighs> I just – I just love that. Here's a few thoughts on it real quick. I was worried that we were way behind. Uh, the 405, I've been to the TCU football games and their student sections loud and clear saying F-O-U. And that's a Christian university. Oh, peeps, let me tell you something. <laughs> I wish I could find an opportunity for every single one of you to come down on an individual basis and hear some of the things that opposing teams' student sections say to these football players. It is, in a word, appalling. Yeah. But, again, I had part of the experience. Um, uh, I hate when Rowdy and I let me rephrase this. Uh no, was that Kindle? No, here we go. Uh Wichita. Field storms equal OU loss. Well, that's right, Wichita sooner. <laughs> Every time we lost this year, I feel like we had a field of stormed on us. Oh, here's the one from Kindle. I hate the officials. I hate the fans start chanting BS, BS, BS to the officials. Well, again, that's another one of those where it's kinda Pick Ingr- your poison. Right. It's ingrained almost in basketball that whenever an official makes a bad call, you're going to get the BS chant yep. over and over and over again. Yeah. But And it's, you know, I understand the complaint against it for sure. Because, again, it's, do I want to bring my family to this? Uh, oh, my gosh. Robert in Hera writes, uh, Try taking small kids to an Oakland Raiders game in Oakland. Oh, F-bombs man. could be heard all game in most sections. <laughs> been there, done that. Enjoy well, y'all's show. And, and I've not been to Philadelphia, but just the reputation, what probably tailgating is like, the Bills Mafia. I mean, don't take your kids to those, I wouldn't imagine. But it's just, you know, it's. I think the NFL crowd's a little bit different, too. Yeah, that's its own thing, isn't it? Gosh, do not do – not, do not take your kids to an NFL game and expect people to behave. Nicely. You know what? How about I would imagine? I this is this is just my own personal opinion, and I'm sure that Joe C would quickly text me like, "No, no, 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 you are not correct." But I would imagine that there is a little part of say Joe C, Arlia Beasley, uh, or, or whomever would be in the decision making, or, or Greg Tipton that would be someone that complaints would fall upon that that wouldn't mind walking in on Monday and having a couple of calls for people that are like, that student section was just too rowdy. You're like, ah. That's sold out LNC. <sighs> we don't yeah. like some of the behavior. You know what? I agree with you. We're going to address that. And as soon as you get off the phone, you're like, yeah. 
High fives, handshakes. We've, we've got complaints, people. Yes, we've got complaints. Uh, all right, listen, it is uh, 940. There's uh, tons more on the text line. Robert, uh, you got to hit me up. I've, I've, started my, I've started my off-the-air incessant digging as to two things now, Josh. I've let the Derek Carr era go. It's still kind of still kind of air, not going to lie. But where's Derek going next and who's next in Vegas? So, Robert and Hera, you need to be a major part in that. I need Raider fans to unite, come together. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Quick little shout-out to our buddy Dodger, Blaine. I don't get many gifts up here. Yes, did you find uh, – I did. did. Blaine got me a book that said uh, How to Feel Manly in a Minivan, uh, which cracks me up. I love it. The Desperate Dad's Survival Guide. Uh, now, as I've, as I've raised three kids, I can look back on this and say – or as I'm raising two and I raised one – See how poorly I did according to what Craig Borth wrote. But to me, with all of our conversations about parenting and things of that nature, I think Dodger Blaine truly gets the show, which brings me a lot of joy. So, yeah, you guys don't have to ever get me anything. Just tell a friend or two that you listen to the show. Oh, and money. I like cash. Uh, couple, if, you, if you're in the business of giving. If you are in the business of gift giving. It's like the, the great Howard, the, uh, the, the, the Howard Stern take on Eric the Actor. Whenever Eric, the actor, is like, Howard, you should start a, you should start an Amazon wish list. And I was like, I, I just want people to listen to my show. I don't need you to buy me anything. Right. Well, <laughs> especially Howard Stern. I mean, are you kidding me? Cody? Cody, you're risking a block this morning, okay? Show's going great. I don't even think we've brought up the B word in the last few days. I really don't. And the first text Cody sends <laughs> since yesterday at noon is... Love seeing the Raiders in shambles. Do you? Do you? It's okay. It's okay, Cody. I, I kind of understand. Um, it's good for the four or five. Hey, this is I was telling. I was trying to explain it because my whole family's Chiefs fans, right? I I walk into freaking Chiefs Kingdom, and my mom's hatred of Joe Burrows. You had to listen to the show yesterday to get that show context. But well, if she's a Chiefs fan, she would hate Joe Burrows. Well, she's she's whatever I'm a fan of, she, and and they were all Rams fans, and of course, since they broke their heart, now they've got to become Chief fans. Uh, now, my my nephew-in-law is a huge Chiefs fan. Like this, his kid dressed up as Patrick Mahomes gotcha. for Christmas. He's not one of those. Hey, your family, so. I, I I hope you guys get it right. I mean, literally, the whole time he's like, isn't it just terrible how terrible you guys are? I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I'm really enjoying this right now, Randy. It's really fun. I <laughs> Give me a break. It. He's like, you're not going anywhere with Josh McDaniels. I'm like, I'm aware, Randy. It's good, bud. We're good here. But no, in, in all seriousness, it's, uh, it is very disappointing. Chiefs disappointing. fans are very much on their high horse these last Oh, they should years. be. They should be. In fact, some of y'all should go bail the wolf out of jail in Tulsa. Is he free yet or not? Do we know? <laughs> I think he's been excommunicated. Oh, you see out of the group? <laughs> uh, this is from the 405. We're talking about fan if you were just tuning into the Plank Show. Last night, Kansas State beats Kansas. It's a great night for hoops in the Big 12. Iowa State gets a dub. Uh, but you know what? Baylor held on, right? I just had one of these moments where I – did they did, did they keep Texas Tech winless in Big 12 basketball play? But – we're talking about fan performance, right, and and how you respond to things. So, so Jerome Tang is mad about the FKU chant, right? 
And so he's talking about family. All right, all right good. I thought so. I didn't know if I dreamed or, or, or didn't that Baylor held on and finished Holy that off. Holy smokes. What Tech's, is going on with Texas Tech? Tech's 0-6 right now in Big 12 play. But this is good from the 405. He writes, I agree with all of this, but trying to create a Disney atmosphere at a football game, a game based on violence, okay. Good, good, good point of clarification here. Okay, I'm, when I say a Disney experience, I don't mean that Cinderella's floating around and like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, watch your language. When we say the Disney experience, we say there's you're always it's magical. There's something that's gonna bring you back every single time. So don't please don't confuse when I say a Disney type experience with oh it's all gonna be G rated and, and PG and and it's all great and there's little birdies flying around and there's no no no. The point is, when you go to Disney World... It's an experience that you want to see again. That's right. And that's kind of the point. Maybe I should be more specific and say the Disney World experience. But yeah, that's what it is. That's what we're, that's what we're challenged with and charged with. How do you fight and strike that balance? The Plank Show right here on The Ref.